So now this second breakthrough that I have pieced together finally in my head is dating related. And I think what's kind of helped that is I've established this idea and concept of self-love and have recognized in ways that I love myself and recognized that the way I love myself is the way I would want a partner to love themselves. With that said, dress up for the job you want. Welcome back to The Breakthrough Room. This episode is a very special episode for this season, and that is because it is the finale of season two. So originally, I had hoped that I would just continue this podcast on without having seasons and breaks. I really have a dream of a podcast of just being ongoing, lots of guests. I really can see different things of how this can evolve. But guys, podcasting is a lot of freaking work. And... It's not that I'm unwilling to put in the work for the podcast and creating content. It's just that I am in the creative process with a couple of other projects that I just am now realizing I can't build things from the ground up all at the same time. It's just, I just can't. My energy needs to be focused on, majority of my energy needs to be focused on something and then the rest, you know, will kind of dabble everything as time goes on. So that's the reason I'm going to take a little bit of a break and then we'll come back. But this is not goodbye. This is just to see you later because this podcast is my baby. And I like I said, I definitely can see this going in many different directions and evolving. And I'm not ready to not ready to give up on that. I really wish I could share the details of the things that I'm working on. But truthfully, the reason why I can't give you the details is because I don't have the details. <laughs> like I am literally building as we speak. But what I want to share is that I am establishing working on my wellness coaching business. I have a wellness coaching certification. I'm a personal trainer with a behavioral change specialization. I am also working on a trauma-informed care certification, which ultimately will educate me more on trauma and how to help others process and heal from it. So it's not necessarily a therapist. There's actually different ways of trauma-informed care someone can seek. I want to add that into my wellness coaching. So I'm trying to work on that right now, figure out what this business looks like, what how my services will be offered in the form of one-on-one group coaching. And my favorite, favorite product that I'm creating right now for this coaching business is a self-help course. Um, That course, my idea of it will just be maybe a replacement of working with me one-on-one. Anyone who purchases this course will have a lifetime access, will work at their own pace, will have everything they need to know that I am offering in one-on-one settings or in group settings. So in the long run, it'll be more affordable. It'll just be another option. So doing these things are, as you can imagine, are requiring a lot of my attention. The course itself, I already know, is going to take me six months. I am just starting to figure out the details of what's being in the course. So that's why we're taking this break right now. So I'm really excited about that. But like I said, we're going to come back. Now, on to this episode, though. For today's episode, this isn't going to be on one particular topic. But rather, I'm going to share a couple of hot takes or wait for it, breakthroughs that I've gained over the course of this season. And 
particularly two. If I'm being specific, it's two breakthroughs that I have gained an understanding of in this season of the breakthrough room. So first one is the understanding of self-love. So, okay, we hear self-love all the time. And typically when we talk about self-love, we only really discuss this feeling or this idea of loving ourselves unconditionally. And that's really as far as that conversation goes. But we never really discuss the actions it takes to get there. I think when it's discussed in a social platform, it's just like, oh, you know, I just love myself no matter what. I love my stretch marks. I love my cellulite. I accept myself, right? That's all great. But how do you get there? What what do you do to get there? And yes, I will, I will always be an advocate for therapy. That is certainly an option. But what I wanted to share is that What I'm coming to understand is I believe self-love is just like healing. There is no end point to it. It is an ongoing journey. So what I mean is who you are today, for example, is not the same person you'll be in a year. And in that year, your life could have been filled with ups and could have been filled with lots of expected, unexpected downs and brought you to a lower place. Anyone who's gone through difficult times in life and have come out of it know that it can be really hard to love yourself when certain things are happening and maybe you're not necessarily thinking how you're not loving yourself but the actions you put into yourself the things that you do reflect your love for yourself So self-love is an evolution as we grow. So when I think of self-love, I don't think of this concept of self-love, but rather the things that I do that are in alignment of self-love, whether I feel it for myself that day or that season or that year or not at all. It's kind of like loving another person. If you agree with the concept of love is not a feeling it's an action like sure we can feel love but your actions is what show love for someone else it's the same thing for yourself it's not just a feeling it's an action so everything you do is a reflection of how you love yourself so what i have come to put together is that anything we pour into ourselves spiritually physically and mentally is an act of self-love and there needs to be a balance. So for example, just working out and being in the best shape of your life is not enough if you don't pour into your spiritual and mental health. You're going to be in balance. Feeding those different areas of your life is like a compound effect. So every behavior change that deposits into that self-love bucket in your spiritual, physical, and uh, mental health is an investment and those areas of your life will lead to this overall feeling of self-love. And you can also think of it as self-love is a muscle. It becomes muscle memory because like I said, there are going to be times where, for example, actually we'll give you a very specific example. You get broken up with. It was the love of your life. You were on cloud nine in that relationship for it doesn't matter how long you were with them. You thought they were your person and you were done. The relationship ends, you are devastated. You are questioning everything. You're just not in a good place. You're not putting your effort into, you know, 
the gym, into feeding yourself well, you're drinking more, you're not going out at all, you're just isolating, like you're not taking care of yourself because you're down. When you have poured into yourself already previously, sure, this season of life is difficult to get out of, but it becomes easier to get back into because you have the muscle memory. So it's like when you work out, you're, you have a routine for two years, doesn't matter what shape you're in, but you feel good. You have a routine for two years. Life happens. That breakup happens. And you don't go to the gym for six months. Is your strength down? Yes. Did you gain or lose mu- lose weight or muscle? Yes. But when you get back in the gym, you still know how to perform a squat because the movement is ingrained in your body. It's a little bit easier to pull yourself together and get yourself in that routine of going into the gym if you already know what it's like to have a routine in going to the gym versus starting all over. So self-love is a muscle memory. The more you keep doing it, the better you'll be equipped to handle these tough times and get out of these tough times because everything is a season. There is no end point. Once you reach it, you're not done. You have to keep working at it. That idea has actually changed the way I look at my daily habits, my morning rituals, my workouts, you know, my investment in God. I don't think of it now as a goal to accomplish for that day or a task that I need to do, but rather an investment in myself and in strengthening my self-love quote-unquote muscles, right? And it really helps because I used to have a very, you know, I'm very, I'm a very intense person, meaning I'm like all in or not in at all. And it's helped me loosen up this idea of like, I don't need to do all these things in one day. Some days I'm going to, I'm only going to be drawn to spending more time with God than I did yesterday. Doesn't mean I don't spend time with him at all. Um, some days I'm going to be drawn to putting more energy into the gym than others. And sometimes I just need a walk, right? So it's just, it's an investment and some days will call me to, to energize or refill a certain bucket more than the other. So that's kind of helped me a lot. All right. So now this second breakthrough that I have pieced together finally in my head is dating related. And I think what's kind of helped that is I've established this idea and concept of self-love and have recognized in ways that I love myself and recognized that the way I love myself is the way I would want a partner to love themselves. With that said, I think dating today has become very difficult and if you if you go back to a couple episodes ago where I had my guest Rin on there, we talk about the confusion and the overcorrection of feminism and female equality. Um, so check that out if you're interested. I'm not going to dive into that here. But I think it's been very confusing. I find that men are lazy daters. With that said, though, I also see how it can be very confusing for them because women on the other end are also confusing. You will have women that want the old courtship and then you will have women that are like, I can open my own own door. Don't you dare. What are you saying? I'm not strong. Like it's it's all over the place. Right. For example, that gets confusing is who pays on the first date. And in my younger 20s and for a while, I did not. It's not that I didn't believe that a woman should pay on the first date. It's that I didn't want 
a man who would let me pay on the first date or who would assume that I'd pay on the first date or who would test me to see if I would offer to pay on the first date. Because depending on the man I was talking to, some men would be like, they wouldn't even think. They, it wouldn't even be a question. Don't even offer. It's assumed. But then I would talk to other men and they would like tell me that they test women. They, it's a turn off if women don't even offer. And that becomes very confusing as a woman. Do I offer? Do I not offer? And I never wanted to be perceived as being stuck up or goal, goal digging or whatever. When really it had nothing to do about the value or the amount of money someone was spending on me because I would have been very happy with going to a picnic and sitting out in a park and eating grapes and carrots, like whatever. It wasn't about, that's a very specific, grapes and carrots. Okay, be a little bit more creative than that, guys. But my point is, it wasn't about the dollar. It was about, I wanted to be courted. So in that alone, it became it becomes confusing. What do, what do I do on a first date? It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. Is this the right thing to do? Is that the right thing to do? And it becomes very overwhelming on what to do. And that's also a common thing that I, when I talk to my guy friends, they feel the same way in certain things too. Do I open the door? Do I pick her up on the, you know, at her house? Do I bring her a flower? Like it's just no one knows what to do. And I have finally come up with this idea or, or not come up with this idea. I didn't come up with any idea. It just clicked to me is dress up for the job you want, right? If you, in the, in the career world, if you want a certain job, dress up for the job you want. It's the same thing in dating. Dress up, in my case, for the man I want. And I don't mean literally in clothes, but I am going to move forward and only act accordingly to the type of man I want in the relationship. So I'm not going to entertain men or I'm not going to think twice about a man who would expect me to pay on the first date or who would test me or makes a comment or who just doesn't assume. Now, obviously, I don't know going up front what kind of man that is. But after a first date, if you kind of pick that up, like I'm not going to bother with it. It's it's okay. There's nothing wrong with enjoying a person overall and seeing all these great potentials and vibing with a person and just realizing, you know what? They don't share the values of dating in a man and woman courting relationship that I want. This is the type of man I want. A very easy example of what I don't entertain anymore is men who only use the form of text messaging to get to know me. Call me. If you don't call me, if you don't FaceTime me, I'm not really going to give you that much time in my life if it's only going to be in text because one, I'm going to lose interest and I like the conversation. So I'm giving you some examples of like what I don't entertain because of the man that I want. Well, when I talk to my guy friends, you know, sometimes they'll ask me like, do I... For example, one recently asked, like, do I get her flowers? And I was like, yeah, get her flowers. If that's what you want to do, if that's what you feel called to do, get her flowers. And their hesitation is because in the past, some women act ungrateful or disgusted or offended that a guy would be that romantic with her. And my question to that is, do you want a woman who doesn't appreciate those efforts? If you want to be able to court your lady with flowers and pick her up at the door and take her to a nice restaurant and do all those quote unquote old fashioned courting 
things in your dating relationship do you want to be with a woman who doesn't appreciate that who doesn't recognize your effort the answer if you want to do that then the answer is no don't entertain women who don't appreciate that so dress up for the job you want that's kind of my mentality now and last but not least know yourself to the point where you understand what it is that you offer and the kind of person you want in your life so that is my take on dating that has honestly simplified the entire process for me because if you are single you know the pains you know you'll hear many people say there's there are no good women left there are no good men left and that's real that's not true there are a lot of good people left in the world that you could potentially have a real relationship with a healthy relationship with But the reality is it becomes complicated when we're trying to settle for things that we don't want. Show up for the job you want. Dress up for the job you want. If you stick to that mentality, you're just going to filter through people. And listen, I'm not I know some people are going to be like, but what if what if the job I want is this and he doesn't offer to pay on the first date, but he does all these other things for me? you know, it's your life. Pick and choose what you want. Like I'm not at all implying to, like in my example, I'm not all implying to cut people off because they don't, the first thing they don't do is call me when they text me. I'm not saying that's what I do, but understand what it is that you're looking for in a relationship, the type of person you're looking for, the type of relationship you want understand what it is that you can offer to that kind of relationship because you also have to be real with yourself if you say you want a entrepreneur six-figure type of man but you also want someone who's going to spend all the time with you in the world that's not realistic that man is very busy so you can't you got to know what it is you offer what it is you're willing to put into that relationship and what kind of relationship you want but at the end of the day to simplify the very beginning stages of your dating process, show up for the job you want, dress for the job you want, and if that person does not seem to be in line with the same job, then you just move on. So those are my two breakthroughs that I have learned in this season of The Breakthrough Room. And I hope that resonated with you in some way and got you thinking in your own life. And I hope you enjoyed this season of The Breakthrough Room as much as I did. If you did, please share with your friends. It really helps me out. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, follow, whatever it is that it says on your podcast platform. And I don't think I've really mentioned it enough. I do have a separate Instagram account for this podcast and it's the.breakthrough.room. Thank you again so much for your support and I will talk to you next season.